Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Penny Peep Show. What a glorious day be upon us in this, the year of our Lord 1533. There may be a crisis in the monarchy, a war of words with Rome, and the very soul of the kingdom may hang in the balance. But on a morning such as this, one cannot help but feel that God's favour doth shine upon our great nation. Why art thou saying all this to me, Dad? Where art thou, son? Ah, there thou art! <laughs> upon the greatest of our haystacks. I'm just saying, son, that there's much to be grateful for in this world, not the least of which is a day of gratifying hard work in the fields. Now, pass me down that pitchfork so we may begin us our daily toil. Here they go, Dad! Tis but slightly out of mine reach, son. Why not throw it down that I might catch it? All right, Dad! Dad! Worry not, son. Why, thy forearm has come along mightily in strength. That's something to be grateful for and all. Let me just pluck the pitchfork from mine chest. No! <laughs> this mayhaps be a job for the professionals. Mistress Woolly, God's blessing be upon thee. Oh, and upon thee, Sister Joan. I am on my way to work, Mistress Woolly. What concernest thee? I come this way that I might entreat upon thine favour that thou might think of mine father and his lameness. We have spoken at length upon thy father's lameness, Mistress Woolly, and I really could not have been clearer. If he wants proper nursing, then he'll have to come to the infirmary like everyone else. I know it, Sister Joan, but... uh... Hast thou done what I said yesterday? Oh, to the word, Sister Joan. I've had him out of bed reciting his contrition since dawn. Oh, God, I'm sorry for mugging thee off and all that, he's, he's been saying, but... No change, Sister Joan. <sighs> Tell thee what. I'll give a few Hail Marys on his behalf when I get a minute. Oh, if faith thou art a kindly matron, Sister Joan. Dost thou know who else needs kindness? The poor Mistress Woolly, and the poor box outside the infirmary doth ring with hollowness. But of course, Sister Joan. And remember me to the abbess, whence thou sees her next. Hmm? Oh, I shall, Sister Joan. May all of God's fruits rain down upon thee. And on thee, Mistress Woolly. And thine gouty bloater of a father. Morrow, Sister Cecily, Mr. Marsham. Morrow, Sister Joan. 
Sister Cecily, what art thou doing? Huh? What are you doing? I'm giving Mr Marsham a sponge bath in barley water. Why? He didn't eat his breakfast, so as I took the tray back to Sister Sybil and she mumbled in her way. In her mumbly way? She mumbled that tisn't right to skip a meal, so as I asked Sister Dillis and she said to give him barley water and if that didn't work that I could always try bathing Mr Marsham in it. So I'm doing that. I'm giving Mr Marsham a sponge bath in barley water. Lord above, use thine eyes, thou flaxen-haired dullard. What? Is thine head filled with the trumpings of an ass? Cast thine eyes upon Mr. Marsham, child. Huh? He's dead, Sister Cecily. Oh. How'd thou know that? If not for the man's pallor, then mayhaps by his rictus grin. Oh. Stop bathing him, Sister Cecily. Tell Sister Sybil to get her barrow. After that, there's a few coins in the poor box outside. Fish them out for me. Aren't those coins for the poor? Who's poorer than a nun? And then see about the chamber pots. The chamber pots? Thither the chamber pots, thou quail-brained bored. All right, Sister Joan. Jesus Christ. Sister! Sister! Mistress Polstead, what dost thou want? That which I've wanted every day for a week, sister. Mine husband. He's right there. He's all thine. Oh, sister, do not disregard me so. Thou knows I speak of his weakness, the foul disease which Cloud sees every move and every word. <coughs> See, sister, still he cannot set a step out of bed. Oh, husband, please. I beg of thee, recover. We need thee on the farm. Who will plough the fields and sow the seeds from dawn till dusk? Thou seest, sister? Sister Dillis is taking care of him, isn't she? Here she comes now. Sister Dillis, what her with Mr. Polstead? That's his wife, isn't it? I meant what's wrong with him. Oh, tis a mightily fine question, Sister Joan. One day tis aches in the bones and another it is spasms of the muscles. His head pounds, his eyes water, and yet no sure cause can I lay upon him. God's wrath, mayhaps. Ooh, mayhaps. Mine husband is a blameless man, a God-fearing man, a God-loving man, a, a doing everything for God and never a word of complaint about it, man. Aren't thou, husband? <laughs> what is that thou carriest, Sister Dillis? A brew of mine own brewing that I hope should invigorate the invalid. Careful attention have I paid upon its contents so that it bears only the finest distilled unguents. What is it? Tis medicine for thine husband. I partook of drying things, salt rye, thou knows the sort, and it hasn't done much to the smell, but see the colour, like a well-matured cider. And with the same frothy head. But what? Is it? It's a vial of pass. Feeling better then, Mr. Polstead? Nay, I have aches in my knees and my back, and in my head there's a pounding. A nice hot glass of piss will sort thou right out, I'm sure of it. Saints preserve me. Still fresh? Couldn't get any fresher. Not again. Thou must, husband. The farm needs thee. What of all the back-breaking, never-ending hours of manual labour fit only for a man to do? I don't want to drink the piss. Tis good for thee. If thou doesn't wish to drink the piss, Mr. Polstead, then thou must be well enough to return to the farm. I, I think of the farm. Think of the manure in the barn stacked high enough to block the windows and bar the door. Alternatively, thou canst drink the vial of nun urine. Um... What's it to be, Mr. Polstead? Animal manure? Please. 
Lucy's husband. We've taken to burrowing into it so that we may feed the wretched animals contained therein. Or none urine. It carries the might of God in it, this urine. Give me the urine. Here thee goes. And there's plenty more where that came uh, from. Dost thou feel better, husband? No, I feel worse. Oh, oh, so much worse. What's thine prognosis on Mr. Polstead, Dillis? Death, I'm afraid, Joan. Terribly phlegmatic, I have a much hope. Well, the Lord giveth. I just wish he'd get on with the take a thing away. Are you sure he's dying? He's been taking up a bed for a week now, and I've seen nary a sign of a symptom. Oh, it's his humours. Very imbalanced. One way or another, I want him out. Double his medicine, if thou must. I can try. I'll have to see Sister Sybil in the kitchen. See if I can't get a few more ales in. Before thou goest into thine chambers, Joan, I must warn thee, Sister Marjorie is waiting for thee, and she's brought that monk with her from the Priory. Oh, Lord. Brother Ambrose. God be with thee with those two. Ugh, I'll need him. Good morrow, Sister Marjorie and Brother Ambrose. Ah, well met, Sister Joan. There thou art, <laughs> Sister Joan. We were beginning to wonder if God had taken thee into his bosom, such was the length of time we were waiting. Oh, come now, Sister Marjorie. Sister Joan's absence allowed me the pleasure of thine company, such that I wished her to be journeying from Bethlehem itself. <laughs> <laughs> Love, Brother Ambrose. <laughs> Why, even thine giggle is a salve to Settle the sternest of spirits. Oh, brother Ambrose. Yea, yea. What bringeth thee here besides small talk? <laughs> Direct, Sister Joan. An admirable quality. I wish thou wouldst be. Pardon? <sighs> what doth thou want, brother? Tell her, brother Ambrose. I shall, Sister Marjorie. I am here to discuss one of mine brothers who has very recently joined us at the Priory. A bright-eyed youngling with a most sparkling intellect and trained, it seems, in the most modern of medical marvels. How wonderful for him, brother. Of what interest is that to me? Do not play the prat so, sister. Brother Ambrose is clearly suggesting that his brother would serve thine infirmary. Thou couldst always do with another pair of hands, nay. Nay, I don't have time to train another pair of hands when mine hands aren't already filled with the hands of Sister Cecily. Thou speaks of the young one, the pretty one. I speak of the one stuffed with hay, apparently. Uh, my brother is already quite capable, sister. He spent several years as a butcher's boy. <laughs> he sounds almost overqualified. Uh, and he spent a number of years working at an infirmary of my order in the north. And yet I am unswayed. Nay, brother. Brother Ambrose, now simply isn't the time for someone new, especially not some starry-eyed monk from the north. It is a shame thou feels that way, Sister Joan. The abbess will be disappointed. What's this? I have just come from visiting the abbess. What a fine old lady she is, and she seemed quite taken by the idea. That's right, Sister Joan. In my role as the assistant to the abbess, I can confirm she was quite betwitted by Brother Ambrose's suggestion. She will be disappointed at thine cruel rejection. If faith, I hope she shall not be too upset with thee. Uh, Sister Joan! Sister Cecily, would it strain thy knuckles to knock? Sorry, Sister Joan. Go out. Try it again. Come in. Sister Joan, hurry! There's an emergency! Very well, Sister Cecily. I shall be along. 
What a lovely girl, and so dutiful about her duties. Sister Cecily is far too fair to be a sister of mine. Hmm? She's too pretty to be a nun. <laughs> Thou would cast thine own self from the nunnery by that rule, Sister Marjorie. Not Brother Ambrose. <laughs> <laughs> What appears to be the issue, Mr. Brecknock? Well, Sister Dillis, I've got a pitchfork sticking out of me. Oh, I see that. Mmm, what to do? Can I help, Sister? What's this? Who art thou? Oh, God's blessing, Sister. I am Brother Barnaby. I came here with Brother Ambrose. I'm from the Priory, Little Brothers of the Perpetual Hope, and I wanted to do what I may. I believe I can help with yon skewered fellow. Whatever thou thinkest best. Oh, be about it then, brother, if thou hast the notion. I told Sister Joan and she's on her way. She didn't seem happy about it. Who's this? God's blessing, Sister. I am Brother Barnaby. Oh. Hello. If thou could, sister, I need a large bucket of thine hottest clean water, boiling if it can be had, and then I need a clean rag, a sharp needle, and strong string, undyed, but any will do if it is to hand. And hurry. All right. Don't make too much of a fuss on my account. What's going on here? Ah, Brother Barnaby, already making thine self useful, oh, I see. I humbly <laughs> hope so, Brother Ambrose. Thou seest, Sister Jane, thou already has use of him. By my troth, he has made use of himself. Here's the rag, needle and thread, and here is the hot water. Sister Sybil cussed at me for taking it. She said she was about to make a soup of it. Tis perfect, sister. This better be worth him ruining lunch. Oh, lend me a hand with thee, sister. If it's needed. Anywhere I can help out. Where to pull this pitchfork from thee? I'll let thee get on with it, then. Let us pull, sister. <laughs> Damn, stings a bit. The rag. Here thee goes. Oh, 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 that is hot. Needle and thread. Here's both. I, I don't mean to complain. Oh. What's he doing? Treating thine patient, sewing up his wounds. At least the butchery has come in handy. He seems to be sewing this man up like he were a joint of beef. <sighs> there, all done. Good work, brother. Oh, thank thee, brother. <laughs> brother Barnaby, I'd like thee to meet Sister Joan. She runs this infirmary. God's blessing, Sister Joan. I am Brother Barnaby. I like thine infirmary very much, and thine sisters are most helpful. What was all that about? A bucket of water? It's something I learned back in my old monastery. I observed that afternoon patients seemed better off than morning ones. I then realised that Brother Benedict, who trained me, would have the barley tea with his lunch and wash his surgical tools and whatever were left in the pot. At first I thought it might be the barley itself. It helps with appetite. But it weren't that which helped the patients. I discovered it were the water. Good hot clean water. Tis a miracle of God's own divining. I don't know. I don't much care for experimental <laughs> oh, healing. But thou hast to admit that this peasant is doing much better than when he came in. Oh, I'm having a lovely time. And these stitches are the neatest I've seen. I think Brother Barnaby would be an asset to thine infirmary, Sister Jane. I'm not convinced. I'd love a chance to prove myself to thee, sister. Pick a patient, sister, and I give thee my oath that thou shalt see them healthy again. Any patient? Any patient. Hmm. The abbess will be so disappointed. Disappointed if thou shouldst go against her will. Very well, Brother Barnaby. I shall give thee a chance. Are they gone, Sister Dillis? Well and truly, Sister Joan. I shall close thine chamber doors that thou may sharest what is on thy mind. 
God's mercy, dearest, it was all I could do to keep a civil tongue in mine head. Thou comported thyself very well, Joan, with those two boobies grinning like a pair of foxes what have gotten the chicken coop. And here's me, well and truly plucked. That they went to the abbess behind thine back. Malice aforethought, they call it. And what gives the abbess the right to interfere on mine running of the infirmary? How is that woman still alive enough to interfere in anything? Dost thou know how old she is? Ninety-two. Ninety-two! And dost thou know the average lifespan in this, the year of our Lord, 1533? Thirty. Thirty! Three lives that woman's lived, through a combination of God's graces, greed, gristle, and spite. Oh, I should be abbess. I've always said it. Thou go through that convent like the king through a cardinal. I'd start with Sister Marjorie. But for now, she and Brother Ambrose skip along the hedgerows with the satisfaction of making me contend with Brother Barnaby. Thine anger is well-founded, Joan. But now that Brother Fly has landed in our honey, what shouldst we to do with him? (sighs) Let me think upon it. We could always send him to the butchers in town. He can trust meat for pennies. There has to be a more complete way of ridding ourselves of him. Hmm... Any patience? Oh, I know that look, Joan. Always the most nefarious of befuddlements doth trip upon thine lips when such a light make merry in thine eyes. What? Thou hast got a plan, thou hast. Tell me, Sister Dillis, how confident art thou that Mr. Polstead shall die? As confident as I can be, Sister Joan. Whereas I think he may yet prove an Abram man, a liar, a pretender. For why? For to be abed when his wife doth cry out for help around the house. I'm not sure, Joan. Flem everywhere, poor fellow, and I pour my best brew down his gullet, and yet he inches ever close to the lap of our lord. Stop her that medicine, Dillis. Oh, an uncomfortable proposition. Any patient, Brother Barnaby said. Whether faker or fatal, we shall see what Brother Barnaby makes of our incessant invalid. <laughs> Hello friends, creator of the podcast Kieran here. Ah, it's good to be back. First up, I want to thank the multifaceted talent that is Rhiannon Marshall for all your work on Reader's Excess and for giving me a wee break. Don't get cocky, kid. That I'm back at all is a lockdown miracle. A massive thank you to all my cast working out of closets and under duvets all over England and Australia. I would also like to put out a big thank you to Hildegard von Bingen. If you don't know who she is, well, you should. She's been dead for over 800 years, but in her time she was a writer, composer, philosopher, polymath, visionary, and nun. She wrote some of the finest liturgical music of her time, and it's still performed to this day. She also wrote a couple of books on medicine, which are still in print to this day, although not in use, just in print. Honestly, she was an absolute champ and I could not have written this series without her. In fact, I think she'd be an ideal subject for a podcast. But which one? I've got a suggestion. It's 20 Minute History. Do yourself a favour and let the silky voice David A. Bradbury lead you down a historical rabbit hole, but for no longer than 20 minutes. That name again? It's 20 Minute History. We are at the tail end of my mid-roll break, meaning it's time for the engagement pitch. Please, engage with us. Lots of ways to do so in the episode description. This fortnight, I challenge you to a tweet. Go on, tweet at us. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again in a fortnight. For now, I return you to the episode already in progress. Bye. (laughs) 
here he is, Brother Barnaby, thine patient, Mr. Polstead. Oh. My thanks to thee, Sister Joan. Oh, good morrow, Mr. Polstead. I am Brother Barnaby. Oh. oh, what's wrong with him? A question I look forward to thee answering, Brother Barnaby. Well, he hath no injury, no rash, no scabs. But many a symptom. Oh. Oh, but Sister Joan, surely thou couldst Dost tell thou me. Dost thou want some help, Brother Barnaby? Oh, if thou wouldst be so good, sister. But of course. Sister Cecily? Sister Joan? Brother Barnaby shall be taken care of Mr. Polstead. Please assist him in any way that thou may. Yea, Sister Joan. My thanks to thee, Sister Joan. God's blessing, Brother Barnaby. So, Sister Cecily, what dost thou know of Mr. Polstead's ailments? He's sick. Yea. I can ask Sister Joan. Mayhaps later. All right. Um, well, Mr. Polstead, where doth it hurt? How art thou, Mr. Brecknock? A fifth, Sister Dillis. I've never been better. Ooh, even with the prong marks from thou son's pitchforking. The Lord may strike me down with a thousand pitchforks. I shall thank him with a tug of mine forelock and welcome a thousand more. Hmm. How goes, Mr. Brecknock? Tis a matter in progress, Sister Joan. How goes, Brother Barnaby? I sent Sister Cecily to assist. <laughs> <laughs> thou must rise upon the sunrise itself to get one over on thee, Sister Joan. <laughs> I agree. Grieve only for Mr. Polstead's departure. Let it be a swift one for his sake. Sister Joan, thou art liable to cut oneself on the sharpness of thine own blade. <laughs> uh, good day, Mr. Brecknock. Good day to thee, Sister Joan. By my troth, does a body good to see folks be merry about their work like they are? Oh, thou art a very happy man, Mr. Brecknock. I see nothing in the world that might darken my days, Sister Dillis. Mayhaps I should to do something about that. First, I have this medicine upon which thou may sup. Ooh, what a lovely colour. Is it cider? <laughs> Blessing and good morning, Brother Barnaby. Hmm? Oh, God's blessing, Sister Joan. Why, brother, thou lookest mightily haggard. Hast thou not slept? Oh, I found myself troubled much of the night with thoughts of Mr. Polstead. He produces such a variety of symptoms that, that change at so rapid a pace that though I have dwelt on a dozen diagnoses, I as yet remain unresolved as to what is wrong with the fellow. Oh, la, what a shame. But what of Sister Cecily? Surely she has been of assistance. Oh, forsooth, I have put Sister Cecily to all the use to which she claim knowledge of. She has given Mr. Polstead a sponge bath. Let us hope she does not drown the man. Dost thou jest on such a matter? Who's jesting, Brother Barnaby? Sister Cecily, for all of God's many blessings, has more the instinct of the spaniel than of the nurse. Well, then why does she work at the infirmary? Why does Sister Dillis keep drinking her own piss? Why is the abbess in some sort of competition with Methuselah? Why? For my sins, brother. For my sins. Good morrow, Mr. Polstead. The pain. Oh, the pain. Oh, it's thee. Well met, Sister Cecily. Would thee like a bath, Mr. Polstead? Eh? I've come to give thee a bath. Oh, um, all right. It's time. 
the bath. What? I asked Sister Sybil what sort of bath I should give thee and she said, what's wrong with thee? And I said, I didn't know. So she said that she had some time about her and that that can help with scabies. And I asked what those were and she said, I'd know if I saw them. And I said, how if I never have before? And she said, get out of my kitchen and stop wasting my time. And I said, but can't I use the time? And she said, that's the wrong time and that this is time and just take it and get out that daft doddy pole. I'm... I'm sorry? I'm going to give thee a bath. Here, give me thine under things. Hey, careful where thee put those hands, lass. It's cold. Well, don't say. Thou art younger than the other nuns. I am. Much younger. Sister Joan says that my youth is a sin that I'll grow out of. Sister Dillis says that being young means I've got a lot to learn. I bet thee does. I'll do thine legs next. Give me the sheets. Um... Maybe not. I have to wash thine legs. Nay, I don't think they'll go. Give me the sheet. I have to give thee a bath. No! Tell me, Sister Joan, what dost thou think besets Mr. Polston? Now, now, Brother Barnaby, that would be cheating. He is thine patient, after all. Oh, but I know not what to do. Excuse me, Sister Joan, Brother Barnaby. Where's the confidence from yesterday? Any patient, thou say? Oh, thou art right, Sister. I felt victim to pride. I am a villain of my own making. I'm pleased to hear it. And should we meet again... Excuse me, Brother Barnaby, I hope thou shalt think twice before... Sister Cecily, where art thou going? Sister Joan. What is thou doing? I is seeing to Mr. Polstead. And the loaf of bread? It's rye. Riley amusing or... Bread. What? Rye bread. Sister Cecily, explain what you are doing. During his sponge bath, Mr. Polstead developed a protuberance. A protuberance? A protuberance. So I'm putting rye bread on it. How doth thou know what a protuberance is? Everyone knows what a protuberance is. I did not see such a lump before. It developed very suddenly. Between his legs. Between his... Legs. A protuberance between... His legs. Can I put the rye bread on it now? There thou art, Sister Cecily. I thought thou might... Mr. Uh, Polstead. Reveal thine protuberance, good man. For I have the bread to place upon it. Oh, husband. Why doth so many of God's caretakers look down upon thy naked form? Is it that some great misfortune has struck thee down? Indeed, that is the case, Mrs. Polstead. Nay, wife, nay. Tis not the case. Oh, but it is. He has a protuberance. And we were put bread on it. A protuberance? This sister here was giving thine husband... A sponge bath. What? This sister here. That's right, mistress. The pretty one. Twas she who found his protuberance between his legs. Why, thou dirty bastard! Wife, please. If thou canst excite thine privy member, thou canst work. Get out of this bed this instant. Ow, out, ow, out, 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 out. I, I haven't any breeches. Thou shalt hast thine breeches when I've whipped thee raw. Ow. To the farm with thee. Ow. Did thee want and the bread? She, oh, she may flint some alive. Good. I should never have thought to see such scenes. Sister Joan, I knew thine infirmary to attract a rough sort, but I did not think it so lewd. Wait until the abbess hears of this. <laughs> oh, come now, Sister Marjorie. Even the Virgin Mary bore our Lord in the nud. That's what all the swaddling was for. That were a patient, Brother Ambrose. The former, I would hazard. Sister Joan put me in charge of him, and he'd languished without improvement for a week now. Isn't that right, Sister Joan? That much is true, yea. And 
within a day thou hast him leaping about with nary a scratch on him. And nary a stitch on his body. It wasn't quite like that. I couldn't have done it without the assistance of mine, sisters. <laughs> a triumph then, didst I not say, he is a credit to thine infirmary. The abbess shall be pleased, won't she, Sister Marjorie? Mayhaps. Then let us go, Brother Ambrose, and tell her the news. Good day, sisters and Brother Barnaby. Thou hast done the little brothers of perpetual help proud. God be with thee, brother. What was all that excitement about? Thou shalt be pleased to hear, Sister Dillis, that Mr. Polstead has made a startling recovery. He hath? Why, Brother Barnaby, what did thou do to him? I don't really know, but I couldn't have done it without Sister Joan giving me a lesson in humility uh, and Sister Cecily giving him a sponge bath. I try. I look forward to many more patients to come. I shall continue to work hard and prove myself an asset to this infirmary. Oh, well, great news all around. Yay. Great news. But tell me, Sister Dillis, what of Mr. Brecknock? Are the wounds healing well? Oh, they were, brother. I sought to resolve his other malady, the apparent imbalance of his humours, the result of which was his excessive happiness. Oh? So I gave unto him two quarts of mine best brew and took the same of his blood, and I'm pleased to say that I cured his imbalance. Oh, good. But then he died. Lord, no! Ah, well, there's always next time. But... But I'm sure thou did thine best, Sister Dillis. Welcome to Our Lady of the Egregious Assumption, Brother Barnaby. Oh. Our Lady of the Egregious Assumption featured the voices of Jacqueline Osorio as Sister Joan, Rhiannon Mauschel as Sister Dillis, Rosie Williamson as Sister Cecily, Kieran Davy as Brother Barnaby, Lucy Clark as Sister Marjorie, Matt James as Mr. Polstead, Stephen Jobson as Mr. Brecknock, Danny Payne as Mistress Woolley and Mistress Polstead, Andrew James Spooner as Brother Ambrose, and David Stokes as the son. Words by Kieran Davy, music by Andrew Chamberlain, recorder played by Matt. Matthew Samer. Everything else played by Andrew Chamberlain. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.